We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hi, I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be why no contact works when she has another guy. So this particular email is a follow-up to a video newsletter I did late last year called The Purpose of No Contact. Actually, I think it was probably around April or May of last year, I think it was. Might have been the last time that I answered an email for this particular guy. And so to refresh your memory, you can go obviously and look up that original video newsletter on my website and look through the guy's email that he originally sent in. And so what was going on there is he met a girl at the gym where he works out. I guess he teaches some classes or whatever, and she was taking a class is. She seemed interested. He asked her out. He was following what was in 3% Man. Things are going great for about a month or so, but then he says he got really cocky and got sloppy and started cutting corners. And then all of a sudden she started getting kind of flaky and squirrely, and then she just kind of dipped and disappeared on him. And so he was kind of surprised at how really into him she was at first, and then all of a sudden she went really cold. And as I've mentioned in my book, 3% Man, usually what happens with, you know, because when you're, when you meet for the average guy, when you meet a girl and you start dating, especially if she's pretty, usually there are male orbiters in the background or an ex or a guy she just broke up with. And so it's super important, especially in the beginning until she falls in love with you and becomes emotionally bonded to you, that your game is tight. Because if your game is tight at first, like it was with this guy, and then as he said, he got cocky, he got sloppy, he started displaying unattractive behavior, stopped leading, and instead of turning her on, she started to get more turned off, and then obviously the ex was still in the background, and she easily dipped back to the ex, and just from a leverage perspective, she had more time in with the ex-boyfriend, and that's why she dipped, especially this guy made it easy for her to blow him off and go back to the ex because he started displaying unattractive or t- I should say too much unattractive behavior. So that was around like I guess April last year if I if I remember right from the email where she just kind of dipped and blew him off. He would see her. She'd still occasionally take a class or whatever. And then he started seeing somebody else. And then in December he noticed she was doing more to get his attention. And so he's interacted with her and she's now calling and texting him, but he's not asking her out yet. And so now he's been able to kind of put the pieces together of what happened and when she went cold. And so this guy had two things working against him. There was an ex in the background, unbeknownst to him. And then on top of that, about a month in, four weeks in, he got cocky and he got sloppy and started displaying unattractive behavior. So in essence, his unattractive behavior pushed her back into the arms of the ex and those things are going to happen and this is you know this email is a good illustration of why you never burn a bridge because you just don't have any idea i mean you might meet a girl and really click with her but unbeknownst to you she just got out of a relationship with a guy that she'd been with for three years and she dumped him because most of the time 75 percent of the time women are doing the breaking up and so if that's the case 
she's trying to move on. You meet her. Things go real good. And then the ex is trying to come back in the picture. And since she had so much time with this guy, she's emotionally bonded to him, whereas you and her have only been dating for a few weeks. So you just don't have enough time. So from a leverage perspective, you're in a weak position of leverage. And if on top of that, you're doing a lot of unattractive things, doing things that are the opposite of what the book teaches, you'll literally chase her out of your life and push her right back into the arms of the ex. And so what I liked about this email is that you can get a, get a good sense for that. Because, But then again, even sometimes if your game is tight and the ex comes back, because it's still in the beginning, you're still in the weakest position of leverage. So even if you did everything right, there's still a chance, depending on how strong her feelings are for her ex, that she still bounces back to him. And the reality is if it didn't work out the first time or the second time or the third time, however many times it was that they broke up and got back together, it's probably not going to work out in the future. And so you just need to let that play out. And this is why it's so important to not burn a bridge, not get pissed off if she gets cold. Hey, Call me when you change your mind. Hey, call me if it doesn't work out. And I learned that from one of my dearest friends who was a guy that basically fucked all the hot... He fucked everybody in high school. He fucked all the hot girls. He got every girl. Even though he's been with his wife for 30 years, when he and I go out and you know he's got his dad and his perfect husband image that he presents to his family and every everyone around him, but... When he and I are out together, it's he's the same guy. And if his wife ever left him or did him dirty, he, he be, he'll be fucking somebody else that evening. He's He's got it. And this was something that he taught to me because it came into play in his own relationship. He started dating the woman who is now his wife, and he was in his early 20s. As he put it, he's like, I was a drunk. I was partying, wasn't making a lot of money. Just, you know, running around, screwing around, banging random girls, having a good time. And so it was, he wasn't really a guy that had his life together, if you will. He was one of the bad boys from high school that banged all the hot girls. It was popular with everybody. Everybody loved him. He's always the life of the party. No matter where we go, within five minutes, there's usually like five or ten people involved in a conversation with us because he's just he's the life of the party. He's very outgoing. He's very talkative. He's always laughing. He's always cracking jokes. He's always having fun. He puts everybody at ease. And so it's like no matter where we go, within a matter of minutes, there are a bunch of girls around us usually. And one of the things he taught me was that he started dating his wife or his now wife back when he was a party boy and he was a screw up. And even when she told all of her girlfriends, oh, you're never going to guess who I went on a date with last week. And when she told him, they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe you went out with him. Oh, he's horrible. <laughs> so about, I don't know, five weeks into it, unbeknownst to him, she was also seeing a guy who was, I don't know, he's probably about 10 years older. He was a doctor. He's more successful. He's got his life together. He's got money. He's got everything. On paper, he's great. But what he wasn't, he wasn't an alpha like my friend was. And so despite the fact that my friend didn't have a lot of money and he didn't have his life together, he was kind of a drunk and the life of the party, everybody loved him. He banged all the hot girls in high school. What happened was she started getting serious with this other guy. And she's like, hey, I was already kind of seeing him. He wasn't happy about it at first. It was a little bit of a blow to his ego. But he was like, hey, and let me know if it doesn't work out. And then about five, six weeks later, you know, he walked away. He didn't call. He didn't beg. He didn't plead. He just went right back to hanging out, having fun, and hooking up, and just being the guy that he always was. 
And about five, six weeks later, I think it was about six weeks if I remember right, she got back in touch. And he's like, hey, what's up? And she's like, let's go out. And so they went out, and they've been together ever since. And he was, I mean, so, because I see in comments a lot, a lot of guys go, oh, well, it's, women only care about looks and money. And it's like, well, there's yet one of my friends who's been with his wife for over 30 years at this point. they got a beautiful family. Their kids turned out amazing. And yet, on paper, he was like a party partier broke frat boy kind of guy didn't have his life together drank too much party too much slept with you know half the town basically and yet on paper she's with this guy who's older he's successful he's good looking he's got money he's got a successful doctor practice and yet she didn't stay with him she went back to the bad boy why because the doctor didn't have it he didn't have that attractive characteristic of the alpha and so even though the guy she married wasn't as successful didn't have as much money he was more fun he was more masculine he was more manly he was more dangerous but he was also kinder and she chose him because he acted more like a man and so i learned a lot from that and because again you never know what's going on in the background when you first meet a girl and you should never get pissed off you should never get butt hurt you don't take it personally you don't want to get perturbed because masculinity is calm. And so if a woman decides to go back to the ex and she'd known that guy for years and you knew her for a few weeks, you can't get mad about that. It's not, oh, you're her second choice. It's no, she's still not over the ex. And even though things started out, that's why you don't burn the bridge because more than likely it's not going to work out with the other dude anyways. And then she'll be back. And then once she comes back, she'll be yours for good or can be yours for good. Like, it happened with my friend. But he's still the same guy all these decades later. But, you know, he's got the image that he shows to his family, his close friends and his kids. And then there's the guy that I know he is. And there's a lot of things that I know about him that he knows about me that, like, nobody knows. And those are the type of good type friendships that you carry throughout life, you know. He's, it's great to have people like that in your life that you can learn from. And even to this day, I still learn a lot from them. I always listen to them, especially when it comes to the ladies. Because it's like, I can see it. Even at this point, even though he's overweight and he doesn't look as good as he used to, he's still got it. He can still pull women half his age if he wanted to. So back, let's go through this guy's email. He says, hey, coach, I read 3% Man 10 times. And last year, I wrote to you about a girl I was seeing at the gym. And following my email, you encouraged me to ask her out again based on her behavior. And so what I said was like, give it a couple of weeks, ask her out one more time. And if you still, because what had happened is he tried to ask her out after she was all hot and heavy. And then all of a sudden she's like, yeah, my schedule is, I'm kind of busy. In other words, she wasn't willing to make time for him. He was kind of taken aback by that. And so I said, give it a couple of weeks, then ask her out one more time. And if you get the same flaky response, there's a good chance there's another guy in the background. But at that time, we didn't know. We didn't really know what was going on in her background. So he says, following my email, you encouraged me to ask her out again based on her behavior. I did, and she again gave me the runaround. So the bottom line is she wasn't willing to date him. He says, I chalked it up as an L and I began to move on. That process was a bit harder given that she still attends my class. So on top of that, he's seeing this girl all the time and she's coming to his class. But it shows the test 
testicular fortitude that he has. And that despite this girl coming to his class, despite the fact she, she rejected him, he was still able to move on. He says, I didn't learn my lesson and imme- immediately had my eyes on another girl at the gym I knew was interested. We met, we dated, and I had been seeing her since mid-June until recently. She's a great girl. She's sweet, affectionate, and most importantly, she loves me. And it was the best relationship I had ever had in large part thanks to your work. I had to end the relationship out of respect for her as I cannot behave in the same manner as her. I know she deserves a man who is just as committed to her as she is to him. And so in this case, he's like, she's awesome, and I'm not feeling the same thing. And so the right thing, the honorable thing to do, the manly thing to do, is to give her her freedom to go find a guy who is she does it for, and vice versa, because he's not feeling it. And so as he says, I was never as into her as I have been with other women. And I'd also be lying if I said that girl number one didn't play a factor. Yeah, because he's seen her often. And, I, you know, how could you not compare the two? He says the forced proximity and her behavior has always been a problem. And ever since she ended it, girl number one has attended my classes, behaved flirtatiously, because obviously she liked the attention and validation. Plus she wanted to dangle the carrot. In case it, because in the back of her mind, she's going, eh, it's probably not going to work out with the other guy. And that's why it's super important to be indifferent and to be unbothered. You, you made the effort and she turned you down because as seven principles get an expat says, if you, if the girl reaches out and, and you try to set two different dates, two different occasions, and she just won't make a date, then you never ask again unless she brings it up first. He says, in every couple of weeks, she would reach out either on text or on Instagram. And I never used any of those opportunities to make a date because I was seeing someone else and because I had been jerked around twice the last two times I asked to meet her following our breakup. So he's not being a dick to her. He's just recognizing that, hey, he tried to give her the greatest gift he could give anybody, which was the gift of her time. And she just basically treated it like it wasn't really that important. So... Unless she communicates otherwise, that's it. You've made all the effort you're going to make. He's not burned the bridge, but he's also, the only way he's going to ask her out again is if she brings it up first or she brings up getting together. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. So he says, sometime in late November, I received a long text from girl number one. She apologized for how she handled things between us and thanked me for my behavior following that at the gym in other words she complimented him because he didn't get butter he didn't get perturbed he didn't get mad he didn't get angry he didn't get upset with her he wasn't a jerk to her because quite frankly she's probably experienced that a lot of times with guys she's rejected but had to see and like in this case it's at the gym or maybe she's done that to co-workers or other guys that she had class with and the bottom line is she liked how he responded which was totally indifferent to it It's like life just seemed to go on like it was no big deal. And so he responded with something quick and we left it at that. 
It seemed to me like she was interested in testing the waters again. Yeah, that's what they do. It's getting to the point where she's realizing it's just not going to work out with the boyfriend or the ex-boyfriend that she got back together with. And so now she's testing the waters to see if he's still potentially available to date and hook up with. He says, at this point, she was also aware that I was seeing someone else. Yeah, so he wasn't available anyways. Which, you know, when you're taken by another woman, it's going to make you more attractive to her. And it'll make her try harder to get your attention and validation. Following that, her texts and messages became a little more frequent. And she often attempted to pry about my relationship with girl number two. I knew that the chats that I was having inside the gym in person and over text were not appropriate in a committed relationship, particularly if it's an ex-lover. And so as I mentioned above, I ended it with girl number two, which, you know, I respect you for doing that. That's the right thing to do instead of using that girl and stringing her along and then just tossing her aside very carelessly and callously once you've had her fill or things work out with some other girl. So it just shows that this is a good dude. So he says, I made it known to girl number one that I ended it with girl number two on one of the occasions in per person that she began to pry. And then, so here's what all, where it all comes out. She confided in me that she had broken up with someone in early December who she had been dating since April. Because again, I mean, he made some mistakes, and so I don't know if it was an ex or just some other guy or maybe a guy she was further along with than him. But the bottom line is he started displaying a lot of unattractive behavior because, as he said, he got sloppy if you go back to his original email from last year. He says, she just so happened to want to stop seeing me right around April, blew me off again in June, and then sent her big apology text right around December. He says, what a coincidence. I have found that there is no such thing in life. Everything happens for a reason. So the bottom line is she went cold because he displayed unattractive behavior and there was another dude in the picture and she got serious with the other guy. And because he displayed the right energy, the right vibe, he moved on, he started dating somebody else. I mean, he did everything perfect. Then he became unattainable. Then he became a challenge. And now all of a sudden, he's freed up again. He says, the whole time she was dating this other dude, she's always continually put herself into my orbit. I was guilty too in entertaining her and failed to set boundaries as well. And it feels like we both have kept each other in the back burner the past six months. Well, let's be honest. She kept you in the back burner, dude. You were not in the back burner by choice. What a nice cope. She texted me later that night and we chatted a bit. I heard from her the next weekend as well. I still haven't set a date with her. I would have said I would have tried to set the date. If she's reaching out, she knows you're single, you know she's single. But I mean the reality is it can work to your advantage because then she's gonna wonder, well, we're both single. Why is he not asking me out? Is he fucking somebody else? Is he back together with that girl? He says, I still haven't set a date with her, and I continue to see her at the gym one to two days a week. And as always, she tends to stay after to hang out as I start my workout. I'm also sure I will hear from her again soon. And based off the situation. My thoughts are that the best course of action is for her to be the one to ask to meet. Well, you did ask twice and she shot you down, but now she's single again. However, I'm also aware that she may only be interested in the attention and validation I provide to her and just views me as a great backup plan. 
If the next time I hear from her, I attempt to set a date, I can accomplish two things. If she makes excuses or flakes again, I can stop all contact together and stop wasting my time. Yeah, in this case, you know, if she reaches out again, assume she wants to see you and make a date. Just like seven principals get an expect. You're not going to pick her up. You're not going to take her out. You're not going to meet her at the gym. You're going to invite her over to make dinner at your place in the evening. Hang out, have fun, hook up. You're going to be following the script that's right out of seven principals to get an expect. Because you already dated her for a month. a month, You guys already were having plenty of sex before. It's not like she's a stranger. She's already been to your house. She's, you also already have intimate knowledge of each other. It's just now it's you could continue to play chicken and wait, and she may bring it up. And it, it's because obviously this is eating at you. So it would be better when she reaches out to you next to ask her out and see if she sets a date. See if she'll agree to come to your house to make dinner. And if she does, then you hang out, you have fun, you hook up. For at least two more dates after that, she's got to come and it's got to be the same thing. As long as you hook up all three occasions, then you can meet her out, you can pick her up. But you got to let her do 100% of the pursuing because at the end of the day, she is the one that blew you off and chose to go back to the other guy over you. So he says, I'm struggling to see the correct course of action and I don't want to blow it and ruin the attraction because I'm too quick to act. But I also am not interested in entertaining her further if there is none there. Well, like I said, I wait till she reaches out next and when she does, assume she wants to see you and try to make a date to make dinner at your place. She'll either do it or she'll have excuses. And if she won't meet you, if she won't make dinner, she just tells you she's busy and this and that, then don't ask or bring it up ever again. Be nice. Be friendly. Don't go talk to her. Don't entertain her flirtations. I'm not telling you to be rude or disrespectful. Just have other things to do. How would you treat her if you were tired of fucking her and you were bored with her? It's like, you'd be nice. You'd be respectful, but you're really not going to spend much time. And if she stays late after class, you're you're not going to really try to keep the conversation going. You're like, hey, I got to run. You know, have a great night. And she's got to be the one to ask you out. If she rejects you again, then, yeah, you're never going to ask her out again. But that's what I would do if I were you. I wouldn't just keep waiting because, obviously, weeks are going by. And it's going to make it very hard for you to move on and attract somebody else if you're constantly worrying, you know, every week whether or not you're going to get another chance with this girl. It's better now that she's single and you're single. When she reaches out next, try to set a date. And she'll either set the date and be excited to see you or she'll have excuses. And if she's got excuses, it means she's not available and just likes the attention and validation. And if that's the case, then it's definitely time to move on. So if you've got a question or challenge and you'd like to get my help, go to understandingrelationships.com, click the products tab, the coaching tab at the top of your screen on any page in my website, and book a coaching session with yours truly. Until next time, I will talk to you soon. 